the elephant in the pew. Elephant in the Pew podcast, where they engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about, but nobody wants to discuss. From the Elephant Portable Studio, here are your hosts, Stephen Whitten and Ryan Reggie. Feeling that churches are dying because people are leaving because everybody knows someone who left because they got offended. And... To be completely honest, this actually, those numbers actually help argue the fact that we need missionaries more now than ever. Welcome to the Elephant in the Pew podcast, the show that brings you our opinions in a nicely tuned, well-oiled, chaotic sound clip to engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about, but nobody wants to discuss. I'm Stephen Witten. And I'm Ryan Ramsey. This show is brought to you by ElephantPew.com and Engaging the Elephant. Do you ever listen to Elephant in the Pew and think, I wish my church would ask this question? Or, or do you ever wish there was someone out there to help get your church through some of the road bumps along the way? Like, why can't we agree on music? Or what's our stance on homosexuality? How do we love those that feel unloved but yet still hold a strong stance against sin? There might be a hundred other questions you want to hear your church address, but there has never been a good way to do that without starting a church war, right? Well, that was until now. See, myself... Ryan Ramsey and Stephen Witten want to help your church engage the elephant in your pew. That's right. We'll come to your church, meet with the pastor, staff, board, and even the congregation to create a fair and balanced process that allows everyone's voice to be heard. And by the end of the process, your organization will have a position on the issue that fairly resembles the congregation. People want to be heard. When people feel like they aren't heard, they will leave. Engaging the Elephant wants to help churches and organizations give their people a voice. If you are interested in learning more about engaging the elephant, visit elephantpew.com or email us at ryanelephantpew.com or stephenelephantpew.com and get a free consultation today. Thank you so much for joining us. Whenever you have decided to hit that play button, we are so glad that you made us a part of your day. Today we are talking about, well, we're going to be talking about the church, particularly the growth slash decline of the church yeah that's right you always hear or the myth maybe maybe it might be true i don't know is that a rumor a myth we're gonna talk about that today though because um i really want to know where you remember that song where have all the cowboys gone it's from the 90s where the cowboys i want to ask where have all the christians gone yeah we've talked about um where have all the theologians gone we did an episode on that um but today i want to know where all the christians have gone okay um, and it comes from this because there is an overarching assumption or, um, I don't know if you want to call it an assumption, but a, feels like people have generally accepted it as a truth that churches are just dying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's clear, um, that it's a popular viewpoint in, uh, mainstream media that the church is declining. I mean, that is the popular opinion that, um, well, it's just an old way of thinking, and um, they'll just keep declining. And I mean, like you just look at it in any of the the news out outlets, and even in um, primetime television, when you see um, twenty years ago, main characters went to church and and shows and stuff, and now they they don't even mention um, church or 
Bible anything unless it's in like yeah. you know a degrading way. Yeah, that, that's interesting that you would say that because um, I didn't even think about that till now. Like the TV shows I watch, do the families go to church? Do they do anything with church? And if they do, they're usually either cast as like like crazy people or they're mm-hmm. like they're bored at church because everybody at church is crazy and they're kind of like, oh, you know, we have to be here because we're. You know, there's only been one show since in the last five years that I that I know of that has um, church or God in the the normal thing, and it's uh, the Jim Gaffigan show. Yeah. He came out with that show, and I think it was mainly uh, um, I think it was on TBS. I can't remember. I just know that uh, I follow Jim Gaffigan, and he is a funny guy, and his show dealt heavily it had it had talked about going to church and, and stuff like that right um, so I mean that's really the only thing and, and again that was Catholicism right because he's Catholic mm-hmm. so it's so yeah the view of the mainstream media mixed with the view of the um, news outlets mm-hmm. shows um, that the the church is declining right but it, is it true yeah so interestingly enough too as I um, was getting ready to Record. I was just flipping through Facebook, and um, I saw an interesting article on there again. And I see these from time to time, and they keep popping up. But it says, um, Dear Church, here's why people are really leaving you. A hard, honest look at why people are really walking away from the church. So, And, of course, it's got this, like, hipster guy in the picture with his mm-hmm. cool glasses and his uh, beard. beard and V-neck on. And so I'm sitting there like, okay, here we go. Where are we going with this? So, um... So here's the reasons why they say people are leaving the church, okay? One, your Sunday proclamations have, or productions have worn thin. Okay, so they're tired of the production. Two, you speak a foreign tongue, so they use religious buzzwords. Your vision can't see past your building. You choose lousy battles. The next one is your love doesn't look like love. Blah, blah, blah. But w- these questions I have, the questions I have in response to the questions that there are there, their statements that, what do you mean my love doesn't look like love? What does love look like? Right. That's really the question. I mean, these are some, these are some very broad topics that you're, you're writing into that you, I'd like to say, please show me your credentials. I don't know who the author is. (laughs) Um, it's on faithit.com. Faithit. So, okay, so, so Faithit. Please it, show me your credentials. It must be. It's by John Pavlovitz. So Pavlovitz. It, it must be true. Must, um, must be true. So it, going off this article and what we see on Facebook, then I guess we believe that the church is dying and that there's nothing we can do. Well, according to the this little um, example that you're showing me, even Christians... And yeah. the church believe that the church is declining. Yeah, and I, and I think hmm. I think that's that's kind of the staggering thing for me is as I'm like, man, this is actually more of an elephant in the pew than I thought it was. Yeah, so uh, maybe um, all these people gathering on Sunday morning are just thinking, man, this thing's just dying. We're just, we're just, we're keep, just keeping on, keeping on. We're on life support, you know, just waiting for us to. Oh my gosh, I don't know how many times I heard that in kick, my last kick, five years. Kick the bucket, you know, and it's like. Maybe we should just shut the doors. Maybe we should just shut the doors. Maybe it would be uh, better for us all if we if we did that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Gosh, um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And um, you know, and the funny thing is, is like people say that, and then they they go to church, and they're going to a church that has seven hundred to a thousand people. Yeah, and they're like, I'm like, what do you? 
you know, like five years ago, I went to a church that had 20 people. Right. Right. You know, and um, there were, I mean, we heard the, I heard, I was on the board. I heard that from several people that attended the church. Mm -hmm. Was like, well, maybe we should just shut the doors. No, that's not, (laughs) that's not the, that's not our goal. What is our goal? Is our goal to, to just, you know, most of it was because financial, they were like, well, financially, we just, I don't think we can handle it. It's like, what do you mean we can't handle it? Just means that we have to put more money into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like get out your pocketbook, just like I do, and let's let's support this church. But people are so willing to just give up yeah. with the church, and, and I'm not sure what that is. And maybe that's one thing we need to explore today. Like, why is it that we're so easy to um, just give in, throw in the towel, and then go to a, go to a different church? You know, um, is it because all these little churches are dying? We hear about little churches dying. Yeah, but what's the statistic about um, churches being planted? You know, like, yeah, churches are dying. Yeah, but churches are being planted. So what do you what do you say to that? Like, do you just say, um, you know, well, yeah, the churches are dying. And so I guess that means, you know, we're losing so many churches every year. And to say that's like to assume that we're, the human race is going extinct because people die every year, every day. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, people are dying every day. We're going to be extinct eventually at this rate. Well, yeah, you're forgetting the other half of the statistic, though, that talks about uh Birth rates. Birth rates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, now I will say that um, this is this is I'm I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, sorry. but when it comes to death rate versus birth rate and everything like that, America is not um, our birth rate and our death rate is skewed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the average um, kid born to families are it's, it's like the birth rate is like 1.27 or so. I don't even know how you have 0.27 kid, but, um, in America. So we're not even replacing ourselves. Yeah. Um, in America, but then you also have like places like China mm-hmm. that are like a billion people. And, um, the government finally said, okay, you can have two kids now instead of one, instead of one, because you know, but they've been on a, their population has just been increasing so rapidly that they know that they're they can't handle to the support and we, what do we have we have like 10 to 12 billion people that's a huge margin i know but 10 to 12 billion people in america are not in america in in the world today and versus i mean in america we have 300 million so we're such a small portion like what we see on a regular basis mm-hmm. we we don't even know which is interesting because um we're like a huge continent. Oh yeah, and, but we have like so few people compared to like a China. I also read a, a, a report on this, or an article on this, the other day about um, how maps skew our yeah. view of things. That. Like America is not as big as we would think it is. Right. Like when you compare it to like Asia and um, Africa, like America, like the continent, the United States can fit into right Africa. And there's still tons of space around it. And yeah. same way with um, Asia, all of these things. Like we're some, actually fairly small. Yeah, and something about like um, it was like either Iceland or I think it was up the North Pole. Like they brought it down because the way it skews it, because it's at the top mm-hmm. of the map, and they put it down like, and it's like huge. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. a massive. So we're we're I mean, kids, you don't don't trust your uh, your maps in geography class. <laughs> Um, unless you're just trying to learn the locations of yeah, things. Yeah, unless you're trying to do that. If, unless you're just trying to pass the test. and then Yeah, and then it goes. <laughs> so uh, as I keep looking, I go back to what we're talking about. Um, you know, 
even Christians thinking that the church is declining. Um, like this other guy wrote this article, which we'll link them on the blog so you can see it. Um, but here are seven reasons why people disappear from church. Burnout, injury, people inside the church can be cruel, distractions, life change, mistakes, power struggle, lack of connection, which I hear all these reasons and I think people who aren't very committed to their organization or church. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? I hear those reasons and I see um, that culture has turned us into a lot of thin-skinned people. Yeah. And um, they would if I were to tell you, Ryan, that you need a shower, you'd probably be like, <gasps> I'm going to another church. I can't believe they would say that to me. Yeah. Or, you know, stuff like su- stupid stuff like that. Now, right. I mean, we're um, obviously... You know, I showered it. last night. I mean, yeah. I smell a little bit, but but I mean, that's the thing is like, why when when has um critique turned into like, oh, he's just attacking? Can you believe how they attacked us? I know it's ridiculous. Like, and why can't you? Like, here's the deal: why can't we, as Christians, i.e., we've had this conversation a lot, um, civil discourse? Why can't we have a conversation about something we disagree about? And still leave the conversation as brothers and sisters in Christ, as friends, and say, "Hey, I can separate your opinion on this issue from um, you as a person. You as a person, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why is that? Why can't we do I don't that know. anymore? It's I like d- we now have. If you have an opinion, it's like I can't. I can't even be your friend anymore because you have that opinion. Like, like I agree. Like, you know, if, this is if so, so funny because yesterday I was working on some of our old episodes. I'm working on a uh, switch, and. I we talked about this in the very first episode. Right. The very first episode we talked about how we can't ha- we don't have civil discourse. Right. And we still don't. It's actually gotten worse in the year that we've been doing this. <laughs> it has gotten worse With on social media. The election media. and all that stuff. Yeah. So like the one thing I have noticed and I'm going to in defense of this is that um there are there are more and more people like I I see more and more people opening up to discussion because like there are Democrats who can't stand Hillary and there are Republicans who can't stand Trump. And so where are we to go? So we just start talking to each other like, Oh, you know, we're not so different. You and I, we are humans. So let's talk. And then we start talking and like, I've, I have so many friends that, I mean, like I've never, I've never met them in my life, but I'm I'm online talking to them and they're, Mm -hmm. they're, they, we would have never discussed anything if we if we would have had a not-so-polarizing election, right? right? So it's like, okay, so people are actually starting to open. But right now, it's social media is still – social media and media in general are creating these, these worlds that are separated. Like mm-hmm. there's the right side and the left side, and nobody from the left side can like somebody that's on the right side. Yeah. You know, it's stuff like that that's like so – and and, and it, that's how it is these days where, like, if you say something, somebody is going to be offended. And if you offend somebody, oh no, you are now public enemy number one. That's the worst thing you could ever do. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I hope we offend somebody today. <laughs> we want to offend you. Um, yeah, I, it's just amazing to me as we are supposed to be these body of believers that love each other no matter what and, and we are supposed to believe in this thing called unity in Christ and how easily we are just split and separated through all that so you know I 
I am. I realize it is what it is at the end of the day, and that we have become, like you said, so easily offended that we can't even um, have hard conversations with each other for fear yeah. of people leaving the leaving the church. And so, I see why Christians so much feel this. Um, I don't know what you would call it. This feeling that churches are dying because people are leaving because everybody knows someone who left because they got offended and um, and rightly so bad things do happen um, and then even worse because the church is made out of humans yeah but even worse then the leadership is too scared to address them because of civil discourse yeah and so then people are hurt further and instead of the problem getting resolved so it doesn't happen again it happens again and blah 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 on and on and on and on right so um, it gives them the feeling that churches are dying because people aren't you know doing what they're doing and and then also I have been convicted of this late, lately. There's not, I haven't seen too many successful discipleship programs or disciple makers. And how do we replicate ourselves as Christians is through discipleship. We teach somebody else how to follow Christ and how to make disciples. And then they go make disciples and yeah. follow Christ and so on and so on and so on. And if we're not doing that, we're just producing um, Christians that are converted at an event or, you know, yeah. from something. And then if we're lucky enough, um, then somebody comes alongside those Christians and shows them how to live life as a Christian in all facets of life. And I don't, I think the percentage of people that happens for is very small around yeah. here. Around here well, and it's also, you know, to, to kind of double back a little bit on that is the reason why we don't see very many discipleship or successful discipleship programs is because, um, we've turned into this consumerist, right. uh, con- consumeristic, um, mentality where with church, where like, Oh, they're going to hold me cer- accountable to certain, um, right. things. And I don't, I don't, I'm not ready for that. So I'm just going to move to this next church that I don't have to be held accountable at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day and he was talking about his church and discipleship program they do. And, um, you know, so often, um, a, a program, for accountability or discipleship is built around behavior modification. Yeah. Even the group that Steve and I do, as much as I love it, um, it initially was about um, behavior modification, you know, mm-hmm. sending less and uh, sending less and less, which is the whole sanctification model, which I think is part of it. Um, but what I really liked about what he said is that um, their model focuses more on um, getting to know who Christ is in your life so that like instead of just fixing the 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 symptoms of the problem the behavior let's fix the root of the problem like um you know you have an issue with um lying or whatever um is the 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 behavior modifications don't lie but the root of the issue is why do you feel the need to lie is it Mm. because you're insecure with who you are and you fear that people will reject you let's address that and see what christ has to do and say about that yeah i think that's true discipleship because then that applies to everything and then in those life lessons as you um share intensely about um parenting about marriage about all these things um that you're in work um, all these kind of things come through like as far as um you know your your basic things and what he went to and it's not his idea it's just what their church does and they i found some resources on it that we are all um based down to a uh, like three primal um instincts um it's uh, guilt shame and fear Mm-hmm. And so those are the three things that we're trying to avoid all the time in everything that we do. And so there are lots of symptoms, la- layers that build up to that. And so um, if we're not helping people address those issues, then we aren't really discipling them, right? Yeah. We're kind of just skirting the issue and telling them to behave. So um, I think in light of that, it causes us to ask the question, are we a dying people group right now? I mean, Christians are people group. In fact, I always say... Um, 
you know, in America, Christians are the only people group it's okay to um, persecute or it's okay to offend because, you know, from watching The Simpsons from when I was a kid, you know, they made fun of Ned Flanders like crazy. And Ned Flanders was always just trying to love people and, you know, be that typical Christian. Yeah. And, and people are like, well, I don't watch The Simpsons because, you know, they have, they're offensive and they, you know, they make fun of Christians. Well, yeah, they do, but you should watch The Simpsons, not all the time, but every once in a while to say, so how does the world see us? Yeah. You know what I mean? And if the world sees us all as Ned Flanders, where, um, you know, Ned Flanders is kind of portrayed as a little dumb. So a, yeah. li- a little naive. But you know what I mean? I mean, as, bo- as do most um, right. media outlets. But the thing I like about Ned Flanders is that in all his interactions, well, I don't know. I, th- I can't say because I didn't watch all the Simpsons, but when I was younger, when Ned Flanders was innocent, I guess I don't know if he's changed. The the more aggressive our culture's gotten, yeah. Um, but he always loved Homer, no matter what it was. I mean, he'd get frustrated with Homer, but he'd always, you know, if they needed a place to stay, it, the Flanders is. You know, if yeah. Bart needed something, the Flanders is was that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think that is ultimately a great thing. Um, that people say these Christians are weird, but. They'll give you the shirt off their back if you need it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I mean that's the that's the goal, and I mean like you can see it like if a big event happens. Um, just recently, we here in in, in the Kokomo area, we uh, had a uh, a tornado, and um, it was the churches that people you know rally like the churches rallied around the people, and people just knew that they could go to a church and they would be taken care of. Right. And so, um, I mean, that's the thing is like, even though the media and the news, um, outlets want to portray us Christians as, you know, these despicable beings who, you know, just hate, hate people because we don't agree with their certain agenda. Um, we, we also, um, are the first people that get asked to help. when something bad happens so i mean that's the one thing is like to to your point of the the, you know the ned flanders um mentality of that um no matter what we're always we're always there for anybody and so um but we're also the first to get blamed for something if something isn't correct yeah and so um you know I know the church is always being blamed for well the reason why this is the, this way in the world is because the church 200 years ago did this you know right and it's like I sometimes I squint my eyes and I look at like you know the whole what, what you talking about Willis you know <laughs> like what do you mean yeah like it's, it's the all church hasn't even been a part of that I mean because of the crusades it's always the yeah. crusades what we yeah, kill all those people we has, always do that although and Muslims never get blamed for their crusades and killing all those Christians right but that's fine yeah so let's go back let's get back to to- on the topic of like the church um declining um is it is it, are th- are people leaving because they're blaming the church for certain things are they leaving the church for because of relationships or in fact, are they even leaving? Are they just right. moving to a different, a different church? church? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so are they just migrating towards bigger churches or whatever? Um, you know, um, I don't know. I think... Um, I, I'd like to know. I don't have the statistic with me because I didn't have this question when we started doing the show notes and everything. Right, but right. Um, I'd like to know the, the the percentage of churches closing their doors and versus churches opening their doors as well as the constant of... How many people are in the um, church? 
number wise. So and I can't um I can't really help you there. Sorry. Um, but I can't. I know, but I, know, I, I, I can do this, and, and this is kind of where I'm going. Like we uh, we assume that um, because of what we see in America, whether it's legit or not, that's kind of the question. Is yeah. this legit? So let's let's give the naysayers the benefit of the doubt. Because I'm leaning more towards it's this this it's a myth that right. the church is declining. Right. So um, the real question is, um, what do we see? Is it just America, or what do we see around the world? And so um, I'm actually reading a book right now called uh, The Next Christendom by Philip Jenkins, and um, it's it's pretty good. I'm actually reading it for class, so it's not one I just picked up on my own, I will confess. And um, yeah. But it's, there's a quote in here um, by Philip Yancey. It says, um, actually, there's a quote right before it that says, Europe is the faith, and it's by Hilaire Belloc. It's an old one. So obviously comes from a time when Europe was very strong Christian. So as the mm-hmm. example of faith. So then Philip Yancey says this in a, in a quote right after that says, as I travel, I've observed a pattern, a strange historical phenomenon of God moving geographically from the Middle East to Europe, to North America and to the developing world. My theory is this God goes where he's wanted. So, mm. um, in this chapter, it's called the Christian revolution. That, that kind of hurts. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it though, like, how badly we wanted God um, in the beginning as as Americans, um, you know, and uh, we just you posted something about Kokomo, Indiana. They had um, a Muslim guy come in and, and pray before the the city council meeting or whatever. And I think you just said what's going on. Well, yeah, I, I just wanted to know. I was like, I did. I read the article and everything. And I was like, I'm not fully understanding because from my from my personal perspective, Kokomo is is a ninety percent Christian community. Right. So why are we having a Muslim pray in front of a council? I don't care either way. It's not. A, I wasn't trying right. to oppress anybody, but I was just like, "What's going on?" Right. Yeah. And, and like we've talked many times, and I I wrote like three different posts to reply, and I deleted most of them, and I ended up just posting scripture after that. But and then I still got in trouble. So um, uh, so I I just I think um you know, at least on my opinion on that is that, um, I'm not sure why we're praying before council meetings anyways. You know what I mean? Like it's not a church board meeting. You know what I mean? No, it's not. It's about like taxes over citizens and stuff like that. So, um, it's one of those things like, why are we, the government regulate marriage? Why did like, what's happening? Like, I think, and I will say this though. I think that, that your, your opinion and my opinion on that has changed over the years. Like, yeah. We we're now unfortunately we're now the the middle class middle aged men. I hate to say that, but we're in the we're in our thirties. I'm not middle aged. You're right. We're not middle aged, but we are we are in the the middle bracket of um, we're the the main taxpayer now. Um, but we our parents and our parents' parents always prayed before anything right. they did, and now. We right. are like, uh, it's why it's government. We're yeah. the government is not Christian. The Christianity in the church is not American. So let's yeah. So, so. and I was saying that all that to say that you know America when we started this country, um, we talked about in a couple episodes ago was um, the culture was American around here because yeah. or the culture <laughs> was Christian in America yeah. because um, they needed God to do something. He was wanted there because there was no way they were going to defeat an empire without him yeah and because of what i believe is a lot of miracles that he did in that process they i mean in, in a lot of the history historical books that you read there's something 
else. Yeah. Something, at work. Something's that, going on. Because, you know, that now again, you, you can, there were, because of the Christian culture at the time, there were probably written in a lot of, like, just like we do, we we exaggerate a little bit. But I still think that there were a lot of things that happened during the, the Revolutionary War that caused, um, that, that could be explained by saying it was God doing that. Right. And it was clear, and in my mind, it was clear that it's God doing that. But what it, um, what we were going for here is that, you know, like, at that time, God was wanted. Right. Right. God was wanted, and he has been wanted in America for right. a very long time. And, and But at that time, we were desperate for him. Now, we go on to, uh, in Europe, go back, Europe was desperate for him through the change of um, when the mid- middle medieval ages happened. That's when mm-hmm. a lot of that happened because they needed him. They were poor, and they needed God. Um, whereas we see with this affluence that comes along then people don't need god as much they, they mm-hmm. think they don't need god as much so he moves all that to say so that being um what i'm saying is that when we have this small mindset of america uh, that we don't need like if we realize that we don't really need him as much and that oh christianity is dying around here you have to look at the numbers so in this book he talks about this um this this shift okay so in 19 1900 um africa had about 10 10 million believers Okay, mm-hmm. um, and then North America had about seventy nine million. Um, Europe had about three hundred eighty one million. So clearly, Europe was leading the way, right? Well, nineteen seventy happened. Seventy years later, Africa's up to one hundred forty three million. Um, North America is up to two hundred eleven million, still a lot. And then Europe has only gone up to four ninety two. So their growth is greatly slowed down but in all of these numbers you still see growth in every single yes aspect. everybody's growing it's just rapidly in some areas and not in some areas so i also should mention 22 million in asia and then 96 million in 1970 so there's a huge jump there um so now we go on 2010 the most recent statistics that they have mm-hmm. okay so which at, is 40 years after 1970 yeah so we've gone seven years 40 years um and though so they've jumped up to 493 400, 493 million africa africa so they've exploded. Asia has gone from 96 to 352 million. In 40 years. In 40 I just years. want to point that out. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, North America has gone from 211 to 286 million. So not huge growth. Um, Europe has only gone up about 80 million. Um, to 500 some? 588 million. Yeah. So, um, so Af- our Europe is still top dog. Still? Uh, yeah, because yeah, you said 580. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So... Europe is still, I just want to, I'm just trying to point out here that, you know, everybody's like, well, the church is declining and the church is right. declining. And yet every year, every um, study that this was in 1900, there was so many. And then in 1970, mm-hmm. it, everybody increased. And then even in the 40 year span, it increased even yep. more. So it's still increasing, um, although it has slowed down largely. Um, we look at projected now to two, 2050 because that's yes. 40 years from 2010, right? So it says Africa, <clears throat> over 1 billion, 31 million. Asia, so that's from 493 million to over a billion. Yeah. Asia goes from 352 million to 601 million. North Which I would even say that that might be a little skewed. I think Asia will be on par with Africa, but go ahead. Um, North America goes from 286 to 333. So we're slowing down to um, Latin America goes from 544 million to um, six. 655 million and then uh europe declines 
for the first time. They go from 588 to 530. Yeah. So, I can I can actually see that because of we we talked about this last episode in the um episode last Thanksgiving about how UK right. and Europe has had and they've they've stayed stable and they're starting to decline. Right. Um a lot of people can attribute that to different um religious beliefs coming into the area. Right. And and so uh those are just projected, but the total still uh, in two, 2010 the the total was uh 2,291,000,000. The total worldwide for believers in 2050 is still projected at 3,188,000,000. Yeah. Which so, is 25% of the world's population if that if the same growth rate cuz i think we're at like 10 million 10 billion people right now in the world right. and the growth rate is supposed to go up to about 12 billion um up to in the in the next 40 years or something like that because right. there's some studies that say that if we don't change our, the way we do things by 2050 um the wor- the world won't be able to sustain 12 billion people that's when we go to the moon yeah uh, well, so i'm sitting here looking at these statistics and i'm saying I'm looking at these questions. Are churches dying? Maybe in America. Are we declining as a people group? Absolutely not. No. Because, um, in fact, we're explosively growing. Mm-hmm. It's just not happening around you because it's growing in Africa and Asia and South America. That's where it's happening. Yeah. So we see God shifting, like we said. Um, you know, God goes where he's wanted. So um, it makes me ask some questions. Um Number one, if, if you're not seeing believers or Christian, the number of Christians grow around you, how can you affect that? And how are you not affecting that right now? Are you sharing mm-hmm. your faith? Are you reaching out to people who aren't believers? Are you serving um, those who, who need served um, in order to see the love of Christ? Are you discipling anybody? Are you teaching anybody how to be a Christian? Are you teaching anybody how to overcome some of the, the struggles that people have that you've learned about the Christian faith? Because... We're so easy to uh, cr- criticize and critique, but um, you know when we look at these numbers, I'm thinking Christianity isn't going anywhere. So the real question comes down to this: What's really going on out there? Is the media correct in telling us that Christians are crazy and that it doesn't work, or is there something else afoot? As we say, mm-hmm. is something um, is something wrong um, in the information that we're receiving and being told? I think we also have to take into account that these numbers also, um, with North America going up to, three, uh, you said 300, what was that, the 2050? Uh, North America goes up to 333 million. Okay. Remember when I said that, you know, the United States has only got 350 million people as citizens, and Canada doesn't have that much. I mean, most of Canada is a, is a dismal ice country that nobody wants to inhabit and then mexico has quite a few people right so those are the that's north america's northern mexico right united states and canada so at 300 and 300 some million people um there's not much there's not many more people that you can get i mean that's the thing is like you also have to see that Growth can only happen, and you see this in finances all the time. Growth can only happen if there's enough money to be had. Right. So, like, there are plateaus in certain industries, just like there are plateaus in certain growths within the church in certain areas, because 
Right. There's only so many people that can become Christians. I mean, once everybody's a Christian, there is no more conversion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's interesting, too, because I'm sure that those numbers are going off of people who say they're Christian. Yes. So um, we can all have those individual arguments of what makes you Christian for real and what doesn't make you Christian. Um, so that's not the point, though. The idea is right. that those are the people that would label themselves as Christian, whether right. they're actually Christian or not. The people group of Christian um, seems to be holding pretty and, and to be steady. to be completely honest this actually those numbers actually um um help argue the fact that we need missionaries more now than ever right we well, africa is sending missionaries to america so south america right but i mean but if you think about it there we need okay let's let's not call them missionaries and let's call them pastors we need pastors more than ever in the areas that that need those like china and Africa, if in the next 40, well, actually, it's 35 years now, in the next 35 years, they're not going to be doubling. They're going to be tripling their size. They're going from 300 mil or 400 million, well, I guess that is, to 1,100 million, billion, 1,100 million. That's a billion, people. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that in my head. Uh, but uh, they're going from 400 million to a billion. Mm-hmm. How many, they, they need pastors, and I mean, yes, they need pastors from their area, but they also need, you know, support and missions from everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. You know, that's thing. That's the thing we have to realize is that there comes a point now in Christianity where it's no longer the American Christian going over to the African Christian and right. teaching them how to live. It's a called minister, a called person, right. regardless of where you're from, being called to. A place right. in Africa. Where are the people? Right. That's where you need to go. I mean, that's as pastors, that's what our our calling is, is to be sent out mm-hmm. to that. So, I mean, that's... Them. Yeah. Yep. There's the bell. We all know that means it's time for our closing thoughts. Stephen? Okay. So, um, my closing thought is I want to um, kind of piggyback on our whole discussion here at especially towards the end with the numbers like as we can see this myth and it is a myth that the media um and i hate saying the media because the media that the technical term is just term is media outlets because they're not the there is no such thing as the media corporate media so um, my professor from college would probably crucify me if he heard me say the media i guess technically we are media so we are we are the media Media outlets like to push agendas on. We all know this. And if you don't know this, I encourage you to, you know, actually um, open your eyes and and view this. It's not necessarily that they have agendas, but they have um, entertainment that they have to get across. The news sources are, I mean, we have 24-hour news outlets now. They Their whole goal is to get viewership, and the only way they they can get viewership is if they make things entertaining and and that's how the news has over you know like 45 years ago it wasn't that way it was let's report the news and get it done and so that everybody can have an unbiased view of what is in front of us well guess what nowadays there we have cnn fox and nbc msnbc you know all these different things and they have attributed themselves to certain viewpoints and that's how they Report the news. So they sell advertisements. So remembering that these media outlets, 
giving um, this view of the church declining is basically just it fits within their narrative. Their narrative that they are wanting to get across. The numbers, however, do not lie. It's the funny thing about facts. You can believe them. You don't have to believe them, but they are true regardless. And so facts are facts um, no matter what. And the the numbers say that Christianity has grown f- since 1900 to today as like we're but in 2050 we're going to have three and a half billion people. Mm-hmm. And so... And in 1900, what do we have? We had 1.3 million. 1900 total. Yeah, there total. was 558 million. So okay, we, so we had a half a million. To and then 2010, the last accurate reported number is not projected as two billion, two point, almost 2.3 billion. So 2.3 billion. So in 110, 116 years, we grew from we had a 250 percent increase. Right. So this idea that Christianity is dwindling, it's not. It's still growing, and it's growing fervently. It might not be growing as rapidly as China or Africa, but in America, we are still growing, so Christianity is not dying. So this idea that, oh, well, church is dwindling. No, it's not. Church is closing, yes, New churches are growing, are being open every every week too. So, right. um, in fact, one of my um, a church that sprung out of Chapel Hill, the church that I attend is opening. They're having their grand opening this week. Hmm. So, and they're in um, uh, somewhere in Colorado. I can't remember <laughs> the city. I'll I'll remember that and put it in the notes. But the um, but so these things we're, we're there. We have church starts everywhere. So to think that. The myth, I'm going to call it a myth now, that the church is declining is accurate, is is is, is just a, is wishful thinking for certain people who want that narrative to be um, continued. And so, perpetuated. Yeah, perpetuated. That's a good word. Um, so that's, the church is not declining, nor has it been. It's been growing since day one, and it will continue to grow until the Lord comes. Yep. So that's... Again, you can find me on uh, elephantpew.com and any of the social medias as well as stoneswillcry.com and you'll see my daily blog. Thanks, Ryan? Stephen. So uh, I like what Stephen said earlier. He said, we need missionaries. That's so true. Um, we've done such a good job as American. That's the denomination I work for, Christian Missionary Alliance right now. Um, they, A.B. Simpson, uh, knew that. We need missionaries. So he was one of the first people who globally sent out missionaries to get the work done. He did such a good job that we've worked ourselves out of a job in which all these foreign countries have their own missionaries now and are reaching them and now sending missionaries back to us. So that should tell us something. We need missionaries more than ever, but we need missionaries at your job, to your neighbors, to your communities, to your churches. We need missionaries. Um, and you have to see yourself as a missionary as you go out to your local context because um, Christ called us um, both to uh, Jerusalem, to, uh, sorry, Judea, Samaria, or Jerusalem and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we've gone to the ends of the earth as the church in America, and now I'd encourage you to go to your own Judea and Samaria um, and stay there and realize that's where you're at. What's where you, what's where you put your roots down and you make a firm stand and you say, this is home and this is where I'm going to fight my, my battle until the Christ returns. Now, short-term missions are great. Um, I'm not telling you don't do go to short-term missions, but don't think of missions, um, as 
anywhere further than out your front door, you know, because um, we need missionaries. So um, there's a quote from this book I want to read, As Things Are Changing. Um, it says this, and this is, again, from The Next Christendom um, by Philip Jenkins. You can check it out. We'll put a link on our site if you want to buy it. Um, it says, about this date, too, so it's talking about um, the 2050 statistic I gave you, okay? So about this date, too, another significant milestone should occur, namely that these two continents, he's talking about um, Africa and Latin America, uh, will together account for half of the Christians on the planet, half. By 2050, only about one-fifth of the world's 3.2 billion Christians will be non-Hispanic whites. Only one-fifth will be non-Hispanic whites. Soon, the phrase, a white Christian, may sound like a curious oxymoron, as mildly surprising as a Swedish Buddhist. Such people can exist, but a slight eccentricity is implied. So right now we think of Christians as us, white Christians, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But by 2050, we'll be like, oh, a white, a white Christian? That's kind of a funny, you know what I mean? Like that's how much it's going to change. The culture's going to change. And uh, we need to realize that we're caught up in this culture shift right now. And it feels like something else. And it's being perpetuated as something else like the death of Christianity or that it's just a hokey religion like Han Solo would say. Um, but it's not, it's just moving. God is moving. Aslan is on the move. One of my favorite sayings from the Narnia books. So we have to realize that Aslan is on the move and that he's moving and he's, it's, he's taking the spirit and he's going and he's changing hearts and minds. And at the end of the day, at the end of time, all of the world will have heard the message of Jesus Christ and heard from Jesus Christ. And he's accomplishing that mission. And it's our job here as earth to take the Holy spirit that we have within us and to be missionaries to our local area. So that's kind of my closing thoughts. Overall, Christians are not gone. Um, if we ask where all the Christians have gone, um, they're not gone. Yes, churches close, but yes, churches start. And uh, we have to remember that we are part of a bigger picture than what's going on in our local community, um, and that Christianity is on the move, and it is still in power. And no matter what... Um, and empower, when I say empower, I don't mean political power. I mean empower to give resurrection and new life and change lives and spiritual power. Um, and we might be hearing these narratives um, as uh, Islam kind of comes in and says we're a peaceful religion and they're trying to kind of take their seat here in power. Um, that Christ never once intended us to have political power. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice for a while that we did and we were able to move things along faster. But Christ never intended us to have political power because he never had political power. All he wanted to do was to save people from hell. And he wanted to have a relationship with them. And um, he says, all that power stuff, and don't worry about it. I'll take care of it because I have the power. And I'm in control. And no matter what happens, I'm on the throne. So don't worry about being in power. I'll take care of it. And so um, Christians aren't dying. So take heart in that, that uh, we are growing that we are still getting the message of the gospel around the world and that um, for all intents and purposes, all projected numbers says that we are will be um, growing and being a continued um, huge people group in the world. And you're not alone. All you have to do is open your eyes and take off your blinders that say uh, what's going on around you 
is what's happening around the globe. So that's that's my closing thoughts. You can find me on shoutingintothewild.com. Um, I'm there or on elephantpew.com. All right. I'd like to thank our subscribers and listeners who chose to listen to us. We're so humbled you decided to allow us to be a part of your day. You guys are the best audience podcast could ask for, and we uh, do thank you every day um, for just um, downloading our material and our content and making us who we are. This episode was brought to you by ElephantPew.com as well as Engaging the Elephant. Don't forget to check out um, all of our other stuff on ElephantPew.com. Links to Ryan's podcast, not podcast, his blog. And podcast. And podcast and my blog as well as um, look forward to uh, news um, coming up for Elephant in the Pew in the the coming weeks. In the coming weeks. Uh, Yeah. And you can see us on all the major um, outlets as far as... Uh, Spreaker, Blueberry, uh, iTunes, but go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe there. Um, that helps us out. And uh, tell somebody about Elephant in the Pew. Get us out there. Get them subscribing to it. Um, we really appreciate that. You guys have been awesome today. I appreciate you listening to us talk about this. And uh, until next time, God bless. God bless. God bless.